0: I said, empty your mind, be formless, shapeless, like water. It's about how hard you hit, it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward.
1: Join movement expert Aaron Alexander as he dives into the minds of the foremost innovative healthcare thinkers and Movement masters on their approach to optimal health and wellness.
0: online Podcast. Welcome back to Line Podcast. My name is Aaron Alexander. In today's beautiful episode, I got to have Dr. Anadea Judith on the show. Dr. Anadea has herself a master's and doctoral degree in psychology and health. She is a best-selling author of, uh, she's got some well over a million books in print in something like, I think, 18 different languages. Um, the one that brought me to her was Wheels of Life life, which was uh, it's a seminal classic in the world of uh, the subtle body and chakra systems and things of that nature. Um, another one that y'all might be familiar with her from is uh, the work reviving the chakra system of ancient yoga and uh, its profound correlation to human psychology, cultural evolution, and the downward process of manifestation. This episode, we get into the uh, more subtle components of the physical body, uh, emotional body body chakra systems, meridians, things of this nature. So skeptical folks, perhaps we can kind of think a little bit outside the box here. People a little bit less skeptical on these things will probably do quite fine. Um, I think this is a really relevant conversation to have and um, yeah, just to, to give it a chance for people. So I hope you guys absolutely enjoy. Here's a little clip.
1: If the ego is not strong enough to withstand that experience, it's like taking a cast off a broken leg before the bone is healed. Mm-hmm. You know? You you have the cast there to hold everything in place while the bone heals. So when that bone is strong, you don't need the cast anymore. So when the soul and the ego have done the healing and, and the strengthening, then we don't need that body armor so much.
0: If you feel called to check out the website, aligntherapy.com is where it's at. Thank you so much for tuning in to That Guy. Um, On there, you can start the 5-Day Movement Challenge, and uh, you can also get yourself show notes on this and any other episode. I wanted to thank Ample Meal for supporting this podcast. Ample Meal is somewhat of a meal replacement, even though they don't condone replacing meals, of course, but when you're in a tight pinch, it works out pretty well for it. It has uh, a wide variety of healthy fats from mac nut coconut it's got collagen protein it's got various different green supplements um, probiotics really stuff comes in a little portable bottle you just shake that stuff up throw some some milk or almond milk coconut milk whatever you're into and uh shake it up and you're good to go get yourself 10 no 15 percent off utilizing the line code at amplemeal.com um that's probably about the business. Want to thank folks that came out to the Bulletproof Conference this weekend. And uh, it was really great getting to list or to meet various different listeners of the podcast. You guys are really wonderful. Thank you for the support, and um, look forward to seeing you guys in the in the future. Um, and final thing, thanks so much for utilizing the Amazon affiliate link on the right-hand sidebar of the podcast page, linetherapy.com therapy.com slash podcast. Anytime you purchase some crap. Uh, purchase that crap through that link. Bookmark it. Make it the spot that you do that. And then we get about 7%. Takes it out of Amazon. Costs you nothing. Great way to support this podcast. All right. I think we are good to go with the good doctor, Anadea Judith. Chicka, chicka, poof
1: Podcast.
0: You can't get pissed off without contracting, you know. And so it's when we have, when we're when we're harboring stress, whatever it is, we're mad about the person that ripped us off at the whatever. That's a literal, a physical manifestation in your body, you know. Absolutely. And, and that's that's real, you know. And I think we're starting to that's see real. that. But
1: yeah, yeah. Well, here's how I look at it: is that. Charge or the life force, and yogis would call it prana, and you know, martial artists would call it chi, and Freud would call it libido. I mean, they're all the same thing, right. but it is the interface between the mind and the body in the same way that the electricity that goes through your cell phone is the interface between your software and your hardware. Hmm. So, you know, in a computer, my software is telling those little electrons where to go in the hardware and where not to go. And so my programming in my mind that says, oh, it's not safe to open my heart, or it's not safe to take a risk, or I better not show my feelings, or nobody wants to hear what I have to say, if that's my programming, that is going to direct the life force energy to different places in my body, or not. You know, it's gonna say, "Don't go here," or "Don't go to the second chakra where the feelings are all rolling around," um, and then that starts to affect the physical tissue.
0: Yeah, and we could we could say instead of saying life force energy, we could say your immune system. We could say your lymphatic system. We could say your you know, it's just the the the, the movement of all of these fluids in our system. You know, and then.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. I would say it's not exactly the same as the immune system or the lymphatic system, but both of them make use of the charge, mm. right? So when somebody doesn't have much charge, somebody who's collapsed and depressed, and you talk about tonicity, so they're their undertone, their, their muscles are flaccid, right? right? They're not carrying a lot of charge in their body. They are more subject to infectious diseases. So in that sense, it affects the immune system, but it's not the same thing as the immune system, which is a manufacturing of white blood cells and the moving of limbs through this, you know, um, so it's not exactly the same thing,
0: hmm. Then
1: what's, the, then, what's
0: then what's the difference? I, I just, I, I see something like, like our, our vitality or life force energy is just being this, all of the systems upregulating, operating as they, as they could or should, you know, all the, all the tubes are open. And when we have these impingements at any level, it ends up systems start shutting down. You shut one system down, you shut all the systems down. Sure.
1: But the difference is if you were to die, you would still have a stomach, you know, we could dissect you and find your stomach, but you wouldn't have any energy going through your system. Hmm. So it's the energy that enlivens, right? You would still have lungs, but they wouldn't be breathing. Hmm. so it's the energy that enlivens the physical body okay I can actually here's a very common uh, very simple little exercise I do to help people just have a sense of feeling this and that is to put your hands out if you can see me on the podcast here put them forward I actually turn one up and one down and then open and close your hands as rapidly as possible all the way open all the way closed, until your hands begin to get a little tired As a rolfer with strong hands, that might take a while. Not gonna happen. (laughs) (laughs) And then slowly take them apart and slowly with relaxed palms, bring them toward each other. And when they're about four to six inches apart, you can, if you tune in, feel a little bit of tingling, a little bit like there's a magnetic field between your hands. It's very subtle yeah. and they don't call it subtle energy for nothing. Right. But most people can usually feel this. Can you feel this, Aaron?
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, good. In
1: fact, you know a story I tell often is one time I did this in an evening lecture and this woman came up to me afterwards and her hands folded over her chest and said, dude, Anadeya Judith, you ruined my life tonight. And I said, excuse me? I'm so sorry. What did I do? And she said, well, you know that hand exercise? I said, yeah. She says, I felt that. And I said, yeah. She said, well, I'm a physicist and I can't explain it.
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well no, so yeah. so so the reason that the reason that I'm relating it to the immune system and all the other systems that we relate to is I think it's 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 analogous with, you know, the emotional self, which is harder to just, you know, put our, our finger on, and the physical tonicity part. You know, and yes. so I think it's kind of a similar thing and I I'd love for you to correct me, but if, if one of those systems is off, then it affects the other one in an equal part. But I wonder oh, yes. You know what I'm saying? So, so in a oh, sense, sure. and so in a sense, there's no, we can't. It's like separating mind and body. You know, it just confuses things. You know, but you yeah. say just, oh, it, it's actually all one inner, interconnected system. And That's kind of what it I is. mean.
1: It is sure, and the body's made of energy. Right. You know. Yeah. It decomposes
0: without energy going through it. Yeah. 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 And so, something that some. Components that we can start looking at within our environment to start affecting the way that we're we're feeling would be things like the sounds we're surrounded by and the the colors that we're surrounded by. Could we kind of get into a little bit of like, say, just how color affects chakras or just affects our sensation? Well, no
1: one really knows exactly how color affects the chakras, but given that it said that the lower chakras vibrate more slowly... Uh, slower frequency, if you will, like Earth is heavy and it doesn't change so quickly. I imagine the room you're in will look just like that tomorrow. You know, you might look different, but the room you're in will be the same because Earth changes slowly. So the lower chakras vibrate more slowly, the upper chakras more quickly. Therefore, when you map it on to um, the frequency of the electromagnetic spectrum, then you get red correlating to the first chakra, orange to the second, and you have this rainbow spectrum that has become very popular. The ancient diagrams didn't actually have those colors. Mm -hmm. Now, that doesn't mean that it follows necessarily that if you look at red or wear red, you're automatically gonna be grounded. Or, you know, if you wear more green or put yourself under a green light that it's suddenly gonna open your heart. To me, that's a little too woo-woo for me to wrap my brain around. Hmm. However, you might be interested in something called the Rolf Study. (laughs) And maybe you came across it where Have you come, I think I mentioned it in the book, Wheels of Life.
0: I highlighted it in the book, yeah. I was like, ha, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was really excited about that. So
1: for the listeners, what this was is someone went through the 10 sessions of rolfing while they had uh, sensors on their various chakras or on the parts of the body where the chakras are said to be. And then in a different room, not even being able to see the person or the electronic stuff, there was a psychic looking at the chakras. And by the end of the 10 sessions, when the person was more aligned, what was seen was the rainbow progression through the chakras. And, sorry, sorry about
0: that. No, that's all Um, right, no problem. Now you're sorry take the other one off and go on sure.
1: So we've seen the rainbow progression through the chakras. And what it was, is every time the psychic saw blue, there was a characteristic, you know, squiggle in the um, the EE, whatever, EMG or whatever the thing. Yeah. And then when she saw blue or red or green, it was a different one. So there was a correlation there. Yeah. And what it suggested is by the time somebody has their alignment, they have cleared and they have that. But it doesn't necessarily follow that that color Will influence unless, you know, and I use that as a psychological thing. Oh, you know, maybe I feel like I need more grounding. I'll wear a red shirt just to remind me. Yeah. And for all I know, maybe the vibration does have some effect, but I haven't seen any concrete studies about that.
0: Yeah. If nothing else, you could use it like it's like a neuro-linguistic programming, you use it as a cue. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you know, so you can so yeah, so all these things that you could just brush off it's like no, that's ridiculous. It's like yeah. or you could just recognize it as being a tool that sometimes you use and sometimes you don't.
1: Yeah, that's right. You know? That's right. Or a mnemonic, you know, you want sure. to do a ritual for more grounding, burn some red candles just because it's an association, you know, it's an old magical technique from way back
0: right. to have associations. Yeah. And then the other, there's something else I got out of the book that I thought was really great was the, you mentioned the Exploratorium in California where they yeah. have like the ring thing where it's like a ring box. They got, yeah. can you kind of break down a little bit of how, how that relates to
1: yeah, it was a fascinating thing. And I, I, I don't think the Exploratorium is even there anymore. Like I oh. say, that book came out 30 years ago. Right. But um, it was this thing that was, there was a rubber sheet, stretched tight, and it had seven rings on it of different sizes. So a small ring, and a bigger one, and a bigger one. And what you could do as the observer is you had this little knob that would send a tone from a low tone Ooh. to a high tone. And what you could see was which ring would vibrate. So as you went to the higher tones, only the smaller rings vibrated. When you were in the larger tone, uh, lower tones, the big rings vibrated. Right. And you could see that the tone actually, you know, vibrated. That so, you know, when people ask me what notes in the scale go with the chakras, I say I don't believe that there is one note that is everybody's fourth chakra. Hmm. You know, so. You know, somebody like you that's built really solidly is going to vibrate at a different set of frequencies than, you know, a little, you know, old lady that's, you know, five feet tall and weighing 90 pounds, right. you know? Uh, just the way in a guitar, the fat strings vibrate and make a lower sound and the thin strings make a higher sound, right? So how the body is has a lot to do with how the energy runs through that body.
0: Yeah. That's cool. I haven't thought about that way. So, so like a fourth, the, what would be resonate with like a fourth chakra for me might be something somebody else's like base chakra if they were built like a bird.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's pretty. Cool. And you know, the way charge runs through a body, a larger body, even an overweight body can handle and hold more charge because the body is a s- storage battery for charge. But the larger body, even though they can store more charge, they have a harder time getting going, you know, because it takes, they have more inertia to overcome. Yeah. And a smaller body, a very thin body gets charged up really quickly, but they don't have any storage space for it. So it's kind of like the difference between a bicycle and a truck. You know, a bicycle takes less energy to move, but it can't carry very much. Mm. And a truck can carry a whole lot, but it takes more energy Mm. to run it, get it going. So neither one is better or worse than the other. It's just that when you look at different kinds of bodies, you know, they're going to handle that life force differently.
0: So if you're on Amazon, like me looking at 436 Hertz bowl things for your heart maybe that's ridiculous because you want to find a tone that actually specifically relates to you so better just explore sound and see what feels
1: that's what i believe i'd say go to a new age bookstore that has bells and ring them all and see where you feel the resonance Mm. You know, and the other thing is I've never found any consistent correlation as I go around to, you know, various metaphysical places that have bowls and things that say A flat is, you know, fourth chakra for everybody. I mean, I haven't found any consistent correlation.
0: Huh, And so uh, what I find another thing I think is great with this is kind of like harmonizing with instruments, you know? So when one instrument is out of tune, you know, and you're like, okay, I'm like, let's play together. Well, I got to first tune this thing up, you know, our, our body is always seeking homeostasis. And we're, I think we're always tuning to our environment. So if you're in cacophony of a city, that's how you start to form, you know? And if you become in nature, can we kind of. That's cool. Well, I, th- I think <laughs>
1: we are bombarded by sound and vibration all the time. And we kind of take it for granted. If you live in a city and there's truck noise and there's people yelling and trains and you get used to it. But that doesn't mean it doesn't affect your system. And it doesn't throw it off. I mean, we're very sensitive to the vibration we take in. And it becomes even more important to find that inner attunement, whether you do it through exercise or chanting or meditation, meditation on a mantra, you know, singing, making music. I mean, you know, there's different ways or doing yoga that we can come back into our harmony. But I think we need that in this modern urban world. Yeah
0: how do people get a sense of like where they're at with all this stuff? Like how, where do we start?
1: You mean how do they diagnose their own chakra system? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a podcast on my website called chakra diagnostics and it's a whole thing about that, but I've developed a system that looks at how the chakra handles energy as, you know, is it too much or is it too little? And that is a compensating strategy. Like, oh, nobody ever listened to me when I was growing up, so I have to talk all the time. (laughs) That would be a compensating strategy, or someone who didn't feel, you know, felt powerless when they were growing up, gravitates, I need to have power, I need to be strong and have power. That's a compensating strategy that creates an excessive chakra. We can also have an avoidance strategy, Oh, I don't want to go there. I don't want to feel my feelings. I'm going to just shut that down. That creates a deficient second chakra. Mm. So I have people look at not only how the body forms, because I believe the body forms around our energy body. And if you are closing down your heart what's gonna happen is you're gonna start getting a collapsed chest and rounded shoulders, and that's a collapsed heart chakra, you know? Um, So if you're tightening up your throat, you're gonna be pulling your shoulders in towards your ears, and you're gonna be doing that to your tissue. So I look at how the body forms, and then I have a person look at their life, you know? Well, what do you do in life? Are you gravitating toward power? Are you playing the victim? You know, being afraid to take risks. Are you super grounded and practical or are you way up in your head? So then you can develop a diagnostic system of being excessive or deficient. And that's not pathological. You know, it doesn't say you have some disease, like you're a borderline personality or something. Mm-hmm. It just says, oh, I'm out of balance here. Yeah. And the excessive chakras need to let go and discharge. And the deficient chakras need to take in and charge up. So that we come into balance, not only within the chakra, but within
0: the whole system. What have you found with yourself as far as (laughs) excess and deficiencies?
1: Oh my God. Where do I start? Well, I'm pretty grounded. (laughs) I'm pretty grounded, (laughs) Uh, but only because I've worked at it. Right. I'm pretty open in second chakra. Third chakra has always been my difficulty. Mm. Um, I can be powerful and do things in the world, but I tend to kind of give in too easily in, in conflict. Um, I think I'm pretty open-hearted, but I'm so public that I think I retreat more and, and guard that more. I'm definitely pretty strong in the fifth chakra, you know, talking all the time, writing long books, teaching. Uh, I think my strongest is probably my visionary. And uh, yeah, and then, you know, my meditation connects to the the, uh, heavens. You know, I wouldn't say I'm really deficient in anything, although a little bit in the third chakra at times.
0: Hmm. How do you remedy that?
1: Well, I try to keep energized. And I know that if I'm sitting at my desk all day and I'm not getting up and moving or I'm not going to the gym or I'm not doing yoga, that my energy starts to just go out through the floor. Hmm. (laughs) And um, I also try to pay attention to my posture when I sit. I notice that if I'm not conscious of it, I have a tendency to slump over and collapse. And that's kind of in my body structure and my early wounding. So I know that it's really important to keep my sense of my core, and my posture, and for me to keep toned in my body. Uh, I also talk about character structures, it's a whole other system, and um, the one that I am tends to not be very well toned. Like, I'll lose muscle tone quickly, Hmm. right? So I have a little less energy. Hmm. Though people who know me would say I'm a powerhouse, you know?
0: Right, Yeah. yeah. And we, your background before was was psychology. I mean, still psychology, yeah. obviously. What was yeah. the the kind of transition into? How did your work transition? Was because you were done that for? Was it twenty years that that was like your main practice?
1: Uh, yeah, but it never transitioned. I was right. I wrote I was in the chakras forty years ago, so I I was there. Well, I was psychology major in as an undergraduate. And then I quit school for a while and went out west and discovered you know the whole spiritual realm. that was 1975 and discovered the chakras. And then I worked with that for a while. and then I went back to graduate school and got my master's and my PhD. But I had already written Wheels of Life before I went back to graduate school.
0: Mm, cool wanted to give a quick thanks to Sun Warrior for supporting this podcast. Sun Warrior is the cleanest vegan protein that I have stumbled upon to date. Um, It is a sprouted and fermented raw vegan superfood with a complete amino acid profile. Essentially, what that translates to is it's complete protein, and it is also quite bioavailable, which is what what really counts. A lot of times, we're eating so much protein and so much stuff, supplements, and we just end up peeing it down the drain. um, bioavailability is a big thing. So I hope you guys enjoy. They have uh, several delicious flavors, chocolate, vanilla, all the things. None of the filler, none of the crap. Goodness. 10% off utilizing the line code at sunwarrior.com. Enjoy the rest of the show. With, you were talking about with with uh, working with posture. is something that I see with people a lot is instead of really working with the issues that we have in our, you know, structural, emotional, whatever, what have you body, however you want to look at it, we'll just throw on another pattern, you know? And uh, so it's yeah, like, yeah. and that's kind of something you, you kind of alluded to a little bit where you'll feel yourself go into something else and then you pull yourself out of that. I wonder how we, cause that, there's still kind of friction there. You know, exactly. how do we get to the point where it's not even pulling myself out? It's just my natural resting state is balance and congruence.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, that's the compensation, yeah. right? So if somebody has a collapse and they're standing in front of people, they're not going to stand collapse, they're going to compensate and hold them up, hold themselves up. But if they do that all the time, then you know the muscles in the, uh, on either side of the spine are going to get really hard and rigid, right? And they're not going to have that elasticity for deep breathing, for example. So when we compensate, we form body armor. So again, you know, people can be overcharged or they can be undercharged. And that has a lot to do with posture, the tonicity, everything.
0: Yeah. And then something I think that's some, oftentimes we are, we're always trying to push away this body armor and really it's like, ah, put it down, you know, or trying to pull ourselves out of this thing. But I think it serves a really valuable purpose, you know, and it's like the ego is a tool. This body armor is a tool. It gets us through the world, you know, it's, yeah you know what i'm saying and
1: it was put there once upon a time for a very good reason yeah you know it was put there when your father was yelling at you it was put there when you felt abandoned it was put there when your girlfriend broke your heart the first time you know um and so when we go to take it off we're going to experience whatever was underneath with all the vulnerability of that if the ego is not strong enough to withstand that experience It's like taking a cast off a broken leg before the bone is healed. Mm -hmm. You know, you you have the cast there to hold everything in place while the bone heals. So when that bone is strong, you don't need the cast anymore. So when the soul and the ego have done the healing and, and the strengthening, then we don't need that body armor so much.
0: Cool. And... For people, so once they kind of start to, so get, to, what was the book called in relation to diagnosing your, your chakras?
1: It wasn't a book. It's just a podcast. I have uh, chakra diagnostics.
0: Okay. And then, so with that, it's, it's by understanding kind of the roles that these points or, or, or chakras in our body represent, then we can work with our physical tissue by working with these parts of our emotional life or the way that we, you know, our environment or relationships or whatever it is.
1: Yeah. And you can work with it either way. You can work with the emotions and that will change the body. And I'm sure, you know, as a rolfer that sometimes you work on something and somebody will burst into tears, right? You know, because they're releasing something that was trapped in that part of the body. And as you work on them, suddenly that gets triggered and there they are. Yeah, I mean, you've had people cry on your table, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, sure, totally. Yeah, it's it's these it's it's when the physical the physical body and our, our our views or our perceptions of ourselves it's that intersection which is always happening whether you realize it or not, you know. But that the way that you carry yourself, whether you walk with like a pimp limp or whether you walk with like big open chest or whatever it is, they're all expressions of of your views on the world. Yeah. You know, so if we can start to knock on both of those doors, that's when we're really making big change.
1: Yeah. Have you, are you familiar with any of the work by Dr. John Sarno around yeah, pain?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I got his book right here. Actually.
1: <clears throat> yeah. I've been reading his book lately and right. you know, he's really finding that even if there's a slip disc or, you know, something functional that you can point to in an X-ray, Uh, There's people who have that and have no pain, and there's people, you know, and so he's really found that at the root of it, it's psychological in pretty much all cases. And that when, and most of it is emotions we don't want to feel and repressed rage. Hmm. And so then we lock up in the body, and then that takes its toll after a while.
0: Another thing I think that pain can represent for us is something like a a distraction from something. If you're always pissed off about your elbow or your lower back or whatever it is, you don't really need to think about the other thing, you know, whatever issues in your life it was, because you're just I got I have a mission. I'm goal oriented. I'm gonna fix the back, you know. But if you lose that mission what would you do? <laughs>
1: yeah, Sarno actually argues that exactly. Exactly, He says the brain to distract you will actually deprive certain parts of the body of oxygen. And then the tissues get hardened up because they're not getting the oxygen. And the brain is somehow able to do that as a distraction to feeling something you don't want to feel. Yeah, similar, That's his argument.
0: A similar thing happens with the rubber hand experiment. Have you heard that one before? where they yeah. Yeah, so they, they,
1: ha- they, put, they do something to it and it's, your hand isn't there but you feel like it is
0: it's very cool yeah so you got a rubber hand and you got a real hand and then you got like a jacket so it looks like it's your, you know, your, your actual hand and then you put your actual hand behind your back and then they stroke a feather across both hands at the same time so you get the sensation from your real yeah. hand and then it starts your brain starts to channel that as being okay cool this rubber thing on the table that's not a rubber thing that's that's my hand and yeah. then what happens is what you're saying with the, with the Sarn stuff where it starts to your body eventually starts to actually attack your biological hand that's behind your back because it's not a part of you anymore you know oh, so it starts oh just gosh. just like you're saying depleting oxygen it starts literally trying to kind of like cut it off
1: <laughs> i didn't know that second
0: part that it actually tries to attack it that's interesting and, yeah and so that comes into like the power that we have with our immune system or autoimmune disease potentially right you know and all wondering. of these components where it's like if you are in in, in coherence with yourself, with, you know, with your self image and with your body and with your, all your role in the world and you really feel integrated with that. I think that's, that's the, like the real pocket of health, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's, you mentioned that in the book as well. I haven't written down how you said it, but it was something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it makes sense. I mean, I think autoimmune is anger at the self. And so the immune system, which is supposed to protect is turning against the, the the body
0: yeah absolutely how is it okay if we go what's what's your time frame are you okay to go for another 10 minutes or so or sure yeah sure. is that okay cool um the thing that i thought was another thing i thought was really great was rhythmic entrainment <clears throat> ah yeah <laughs> And when frequencies, when like frequencies come together, they create higher amplitudes. That's right. And again, with this cacophony that we're at with living in cities or just, you know, out of whack with the sun or what have you, we're always in these kind of off frequencies. We never have the opportunity to really find our vitality.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's exhausting. And I think that when we sleep, what's happening is we're coming back into resonance with the various vibrations within our own body, our heart rate, our breath, our brain waves. And what breaks the sleep? You know, an alarm goes off, a truck goes by, you know, an airplane goes by, something. Um, and, and the first thing we go is, oh, I want to be back in this resonance. I want to, I want to, you know, shut the alarm off and go back to that, that peaceful resonance. But it's restorative to be in that. Yeah. And if we've had enough of that, we go, okay, I'm ready to get up and I can deal with the cacophony all day. Hmm. And then by the end of the day, we're tired out from that. Yeah. There was a time in my life when I was meditating like two hours a day and only sleeping four hours a night, and that's all I needed. Hmm. And actually, I don't sleep that much. <laughs> you know, compared to some people, I just can't, um, you know, maybe six hours. Um, but then I'm done.
0: Yeah. Have you gotten more sleep or has it always been, that's just, that's been your, your thing for forever.
1: It's hard to say. Um, I've also been a person who's had to deal with Lyme disease for many years and it's a very common, um, symptom that, Lyme disease, people don't sleep, but I'm not that tired in the day. You know, I don't get sleepy during the day. Um, I just have trouble sleeping at night at times. So,
0: yeah, yeah. That's the times that I've done. I've tinkered with fasting. That's something that I've, I've noticed was that my body didn't need a lot of the things that I thought it needed a whole crap ton of food being, you know, the obvious one. But I think it depends upon how much energy is being pulled from us throughout the day. If you're able to really increase your amplitude through being entrained with with all the frequencies that are good for you being drinking good water, eating good food, having good relationships. You know, treating your really tuning in to what your body wants, not exercising if you don't need to exercise at that time. You know, that's it's but I think usually we're we're kind of like in this depletion mode and it's like that's praised in our society, I think.
1: Well, the ple- depletion is pretty obvious by the ubiquity of coffee shops.
0: Sure,
1: yeah. You know, why does everybody want coffee? Because we want more energy. Right. And I don't have any judgment about drinking coffee, but, um, you know, it just shows that people are feeling depleted for the tasks that they have to do.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. And
1: then, on the other hand, there's 40 to 50 million people in America that are diagnosed with anxiety, which is more charged than they can handle.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, so that that anxiety I feel like is 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 oftentimes a product of that dissonance between, you know, what our maybe like our true path is and what we're actually doing, you know, or our thoughts and our words and our actions. When there's dissonance there, then obviously there's gonna be some type of friction. Friction.
1: Yeah, and friction slows down energy.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, this is good. <laughs> Um is there anything for, as far as things for the, that you think for people like what should pe should people be buying something should people be doing something like what do you what do you what do you see that people is like man there's like low hanging fruit that people aren't doing that's
1: Well, I think the lowest hanging fruit that people aren't doing is a practice that you can do anytime, anywhere, requires no no expense and no equipment, and that's meditation. (laughs) You know, it doesn't require anything except sitting still and being quiet. And it has tremendous benefit. And all the studies show how much benefit it has, you know. So if there's only one thing you can do, you know, take some time out every day to be still and meditate. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was using a, a, a app or a website or whatever called Headspace. It's pretty popular at the, at the moment, and I found it to be really nice because it, it gave me kind of a framework for what meditation's supposed to be. You know, I think that's something. When people say meditation, they think it's like, whoa, it's like this esoteric. Like they're just like, I don't know what that. But if you get a little bit of a framework, you know, then you can go off and you're like, yeah, I think I'm doing it right. You know? Yeah. Can yeah. we kind of break down for people like what is? What is it? (laughs) You know, how do we do it? Right. What is meditation? Sure. How do we start?
1: Well, you know, start by coming into a position that has some alignment. You know, I think it's much better to be sitting up than laying down. But if you can't sit up, you know, lay down, start there and close your eyes and go inside. And it's disconnecting from the outer world that has all that cacophony, and coming into the natural inner resonance, because your body wants to go to that resonance when it has the chance. And one very common technique for meditation is to use a mantra. Right? So, transcendental meditation, TM, that was so popular for so long and has started so many people, um, just gives people a mantra. But you can also count your breath. You can focus on a candle flame. You can imagine running energy up or down your body. Mm. You know, there's a lot of different ways to meditate. But the point is to focus on one thing. Mm. You know, they say in India that if you ride an elephant through the marketplace, its trunk will swing wildly everywhere and it'll steal bananas and knock over stalls and just create havoc. But if you put a stick in the elephant's trunk, it won't do that because it's focusing on the stick. So meditation is the same way. Our mind goes all over the place to this thought and that thought and this distraction. And when we give it something to focus on, like the breath or like a mantra, then it stays steady. And we start to experience a different state, and it's a way of training the mind. And then when you go to concentrate on a task you have to do, or for me to sit down and write or do my taxes, um, I have more concentration.
0: Yeah. Concentration means to bring together, you know, and that's 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 what we have. It's that dispersion of our mental, physical energy that leaves us being flaccid, weak, bent over. That's right. Organisms, you know, so if yeah. you can practice bringing that together, you know, if you have a hose, you want all that, all that fluid energy to go through the hose, all of that's these right. distractions are holes in the hose. So
1: they are, they are.
0: Yeah. So that's a nice thing. Uh, thanks so much for being you and doing what you're doing. It's, it's awesome. I really, really appreciate it. Great. Um, great. How do people well, Yeah. learn more about you and all that?
1: Yeah, well, my main clearinghouse website is uh, sacredcenters.com. That's centers plural, and that's everything on the chakras. And I have a new website just, I think it's up now, even though it's not quite finished, anadeajudith.com. And I got a couple other websites: the Global Heart Awakens and Creating on Purpose. Those are on different topics. Uh, but Google me, and you can find me anywhere.
0: Cool. Yeah. Is there anything that you, in your years, that like if you could go back to your you know 20, 30, whatever year old self, you feel like this would have been helpful? Is there anything that comes to mind? It's okay if not.
1: Hmm. This would have been helpful. <laughs> Nothing comes to mind at the moment,
0: you right. know? Well, okay, I'll get back to you <laughs> Yeah, I'll get back to you on that. Yeah, cool, all right, well, sweet. Well, thank you so much, I appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much, Erin, this is a lot of fun. Line podcast.
0: Thank you guys so much for listening and thank you Ample Meal for supporting this podcast. Ample Meal is a bottle of deliciousness. It's a comprehensive full meal designed to provide quality fuel when you don't have time to sit down and make a sandwich or whatever you're into. Uh, really good stuff. Just throw some water in there and it's got fats from macadamia, coconut, chia seeds. It's got wheatgrass, barley grass, chlorella, various types of fiber, probiotics. Really good stuff. Get yourself 15% off using the Align code at AmpleMeal.com and uh, A-L-I-G-N is the code, 15% off on that purchase. All right, guys, thanks so much. Thank you once again so much for tuning into this podcast. If you guys want to show some support, show some love for what we're doing here, um, you can jump on the website aligntherapy.com, aligntherapy.com and then from there a uh, couple things you can do. One of which you could actually donate through Patreon. There's a link on the right hand sidebar of the blog and podcast page. Uh, you can utilize the Amazon affiliate link uh, anytime you or anybody you know buy some crap on Amazon, please and thank you. Bookmark that link. Every time you do it, we get something like 7% of your purchase, and it helps support this show. It is awesome. So great. As well, something you could do that is ultra helpful if you or anybody that you know has ears and likes books, uh, tell them to check out the slash align. That's A U D I B L E slash align. And then from there, that that is uh, you get a free audiobook from Audible, they have something like I don't know a bajillion different titles to choose from. Uh, one that I would recommend that I got from them was Shantaram. I it's a huge book, and uh, again, all free no matter what size of the book you get. And that got me through. I listened to that as I was traveling through Morocco, and uh, just really, really amazing website, uh, amazing service. Couldn't recommend it anymore, and uh, it kicks us down some scratchola every time. You guys utilize that free thing, costs you absolutely nothing. And you get a free audiobook and you support the show. Boom. Um Thanks so much for reviews on iTunes. That's greatly appreciated. And thanks just in general for listening. Thanks for supporting. Thanks for for spreading the word. All right. I can't express enough how much I appreciate all that. If you guys ever have any questions or comments, you feel free to email me directly at Aaron at AlignTherapy.com. And I would love to talk. All right. See you guys.